Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, this is one of our mini episodes featuring a brand spanking new top five list. And today's list was inspired by something unorthodox. It was inspired by my Funko Pop figures. Okay, tell me more. Okay, well, as you know, I, I have a small collection of Funko Pop figures. For those of you who don't know, they're these fun little kind of, I don't know, figures. I don't, I don't really know how to describe them. You either know them or you don't. They're cool. They're collectible. They're kind of fun. I used to collect them a lot, and now I have sort of stopped. But I have a handful in my office that are decorating the office. And so uh, a couple weeks ago when Phil and I were trying to decide on some ideas for top five lists, I, I looked at one of my shelves, and looking me in the face was my three Guns N' Roses Funko Pops that I have of, of Axl Rose, Slash, and Duff. And I said, hey, why don't we do this top five list? So Phil, tell people what that top five list ended up being. On the top five list of top five Funko Pops. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, future list, though. Yeah. No, uh, I would know I was doing our top five famous musician cameos in films. Yeah, I was looking at, I was looking at my, my cool Funko Pops of, of Slash and Axl going, oh, hey, we need your top five list. Yeah, I don't know if they've ever been in a movie, but lots of musicians have. So let's do our top five list of musician cameos in movies because we've all seen them. You're watching a movie and all of a sudden some famous rock star or pop star kind of wanders in and says a line or two and then disappears. And you're like, hey, that was that was so-and-so. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to share our favorites of those today. Yes, because so, sometimes they, they're often, as well as being surprising, sometimes they're actually quite good because the person involved can act. And other times they are just you going, oh, my God, what were they thinking? <laughs> right. Sometimes it's not even a matter of if, if they're good or bad actors. It's how they're used in a scene that I yeah, think can, yeah. can be really fun a lot of times, too. Most definitely. But we're going to be going with our favorites. So hopefully they should all be ones where they actually did it a pretty good job or the way they used was well worth it. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think I think my list is a, is a good mix of those. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, let's get into it. Phil, do you want to go ahead and kick us off with your number five? Yeah. OK, I'm going to go with uh, it was Dogma. That's the Kevin Smith film with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon as uh, angels and lots of lots of other people involved. But uh, I'm going to go with when we finally see God, it turns out God is uh, Alanis Morissette and she doesn't really say anything. But uh, I just like the way I wasn't expecting Alanis Morissette to be God but she does an extremely good job at it. And I quite like the fact she doesn't say anything, not because she can't she can't talk or anything, but I just like that for the character. And she does it extremely well. And I just thought it was a nice little uh, ending to the film. Yeah. That's my number five. Good pick. I, I, I love Dogma. It's a great movie. I was never that enamored with her as God. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. I don't dislike it. It just wasn't... It, it, I, I kind of considered it for a minute, and then I was like, man, it's not one of my favorites, though. So didn't make my list, but I do I do like the pick because it is a terrific movie. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. What's your number five, then, Mike? All righty. So my number five is from Mars Attacks, and it is Tom Jones. Oh, good choice. Yeah, I didn't think of that one. Yeah, it's in the uh, the Vegas scenes where the Martians really start to invade Earth, and Tom Jones is, upstage, uh, is on stage singing 
I believe he's singing It's Not Unusual. And then three Martians kind of show up as his background dancer or background singers. And it's it's just a funny scene. And it's again, he doesn't really do a ton of acting per se. It's really more just him up on stage doing Tom Jones. Yeah. Um, but it's a really funny scene in an already funny movie. Uh, and because he's so recognizable and so uh, tied to Las Vegas, uh, I think I think it works really well. So that's my number five, Tom Jones in Mars Attacks. Uh, I think like Tom Jones, yeah. So he always goes on about, uh, so there was me, Elvis. He, he was uh, a great man, great man. He always goes on about this thing. <laughs> I like it. I don't know enough about Tom Jones' speaking voice to tell you if that's an impression I should make fun of or not. He sounds exactly like that. He, that's, that's <laughs> so, oh, the best. hey, then brilliant impression, Phil. I'm really impressed. Tom's just, he's, he's, he's literally just walked in, haven't you, Tom? That's right, Phil, I have. See, that's just, <laughs> so stop it, Tom. Oh, you cheeky one. So there was Elvis, see. Great man, great man. Listen, I, I think I think that's a great impression, Phil, because I have no evidence to the contrary. Uh, so nice job. So I'm just going to say bye. See you, Tom. See you, Phil. There you go. <laughs> wow. Man, who knew that we would get Tom Jones in this episode? I, I'm very excited about that. Well, I'm not far from Wales, and he just wanders around Wales all the time until he's, he's got a show. That's, uh, that's what he does. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no, that's a good pick. I'd forgotten about that, though, to be honest. He was in that. Okay. My number four is from uh, one of Mike's favorites, The Big Lebowski. Uh... <laughs> but it is uh, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who's been in quite a few films anyway. But he plays one of the nihilists who turn up at... Uh, the dude's apartments and just causes trouble and he's going, where's the money, Lebowski? And they just keep popping up every now and again, causing trouble. But I do I do like Flea. He's uh, he's not a bad actor in the things he's been in and this was a nice little silly kind of side character and that's my number four. Yeah, that's a good choice actually, except for the fact that it's the big Lebowski. But I mean, Flea has, has done a lot of movies. He has a nice little side yeah, game yeah, as like yeah. a kind of cameo slash small part actor but he actually does you know he he has a certain look so he tends to play a certain kind of character a lot of like henchmen and you know things like that but i always enjoy seeing him in films uh you know he's 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 a, he, because they cast him well he's a good presence usually so a fair pick thank you very much all right well my number four is uh not a movie i like very much actually but it is from pirates of the caribbean at world's end and it is keith richards as captain teague uh which of course is is alluded to being you know captain jack sparrow's father um which i think is a great little nod uh what i like about this so much i'm not a huge fan of keith richards uh and i this is easily my least favorite of all the pirates movies but what I like about it so much is that, you know, Johnny Depp, when he was uh, when he first came out as Captain Sparrow, he very publicly made it you know clear that a lot of his character was based on sort of Keith Richards, his, his look, his yeah, attitude, yeah. his swagger, you know, that, that Keith Richards was a huge inspiration for how he played Jack Sparrow. And I think we can all agree that his portrayal of Captain Jack Sparrow, whether you like it or not, and I think most people do, was a very unique and original take on a pirate, which whereas most pirates are kind of played in as a one note type of thing. Yeah. So I, I you know, I, I do like his portrayal and I love that he, you know, modeled him after Keith Richards. So I, I think it's great that for the third movie, they actually got Keith Richards to show up in a cameo, um, possibly as Jack's dad, kind of give birth to that whole, you know, well, literally and figuratively give birth to that whole <laughs> character. Um, so I just thought it was a really clever kind of nod to Johnny Depp's process in becoming that character. Yeah, it's, it's a number four. It's a nice, nice little touch, and he does a good job at it. Yeah. Okay, my number three is uh, it's from The Postman, uh, Kevin Costner, post-apocalyptic film, and this one's Tom Petty, who when uh, Kevin Costner's character gets to uh, Bridge City, uh, there's a guy who's sort of like the leader of the, the community, and as he's as he's, it's a bit of a it's a longer cameo than lots of these other ones, but uh, as the as they're taking him into Bridge City. 
Kevin Costner's character goes, I, I know you, you're famous. And uh, Tom Petty's character just goes, I was once. And I, I just like that. I like the fact it was, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't actually say it's Tom Petty, but you're going, that's Tom Petty. And you're thinking, well, if the world did end, famous people are going to still be there, but they're going to be doing whatever they're doing and hopefully uh, helping out everybody as we all would hopefully be doing. Right. But that's, uh, that's my number three. A great choice. I love The Postman. I'm probably the the world's biggest postman fan <laughs> you know it's, it's yeah, yeah. a movie i really really enjoy um i didn't include that one only because um i, I don't know why it just didn't make my list for some reason you know what i mean like it's a great he's oh, a, yeah, it's a yeah, great yeah. cameo um you know yeah. it just wasn't it just maybe it would have been my number six who knows but good choice very good choice <laughs> thank you all right my number three is from back to the future and it is huey lewis of huey lewis and the news of course and um i'm sorry mike you're just too darn loud <laughs> hey nice Nice little reference to his role in the movie. Yeah, so he plays the the teacher or principal at the beginning of the film who who basically shoots down Marty's uh, band for being too loud uh, when auditioning to play at the school dance. Uh, and what I like about it is, again, I think he actually does a pretty good job. He actually did go on to do a little bit of acting uh, later. He actually was on uh, One Tree Hill playing one of the characters' dads oh, okay. um, in a couple of episodes, and he does a, a pretty good job there. But what I liked about it is mostly that, you know, this is back in the mid-'80s. Huey Lewis was very popular, very cool. Of course, he had two songs on the soundtrack of Back to the Future, Power of Love, being a huge hit for him. Yeah. Uh, but he was very much like the epitome of cool rock star at the time. And so they have him come in with these, you know, giant glasses and his hair combed over to the side, you know, wearing like a tweed jacket, very nerdy. And that's why, what, what I really liked about it was this guy who at the height of his coolness, you know, did this cameo where he's playing like a nerdy teacher who basically tells Marty he's too loud, you know, cause the rock and roll <laughs> is too loud to play. Uh, you know, it's a great, it's a great casting against type. It's a fun little cameo. It doesn't distract from the movie at all. Um, it just fits in really well, and I think it's a, a very memorable scene from a movie that has, you know, a whole lot of memorable scenes. So that's my number three. Well, that's an excellent choice, and in fact, it's my number two. Oh, look at that! Finally, yeah. I get to I get to scoop you for a change because yeah, you always yeah. do that to me. So yeah, so yeah, so Hugh Lewis of Back to the Future is my number two, all for the same reasons you said. Uh, he's very good in it, and I do like the fact that got him involved. Very good. So that was my number two. Well, my number two then is. Billy Idol in The Wedding Singer, starring Adam Sandler oh, and pick. Yeah, yeah. Drew Barrymore. And it's the, it's the end of the film where, you know, Adam Sandler is telling his life story to the passengers, not his life story, <laughs> but his story of his romance with Julia uh, on the uh, plane to these, you know, the other passengers. And of course, the movie is set in the 80s. So one of the passengers is, you know, Billy Idol in his full on punk regalia. And he's sort of you know, cheering them on and giving them the little pep talk and stuff. And it's just I, I really love that movie. It's a funny movie. And I think if you're going to get kind of someone to cameo who's, who represents that sort of the 80s that that movie represents, that very pop glam, you know, 80s kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Idol is a pretty great one to get for that. Uh, so it was an unexpected cameo when he popped up. It was funny. It was a good good for a good laugh. Um, and he just really fits the tone of the movie. So I love it. And that's my number two. That's an excellent choice. Okay. Uh, my number one is uh, is David Bowie from Zoolander which I, I always quite like. But David Bowie's obviously, he's done lots of films anyway. He starred in many films. But I remember, I do like the uh, the first Zoolander film. Yeah. It's got lots of different people in it anyway. I love, uh, you know, Billy Zane and all that stuff. But uh, yeah. I just like when you go to have this, uh, the walk-off. First of all, you go, what the hell's a walk-off? Then when you realize what it is and you go, oh, that sounds funny. Then they say, we're going to need somebody to judge you. And then it just, David Bowie just shows him and goes, I'll, I'll do it. Right. And it pauses and goes, let's dance. <laughs> it was just the unexpectedness of it and the fact it's it was done so well. And it's it's just it's David Bowie, you know, he's super cool anyway. And it's just it just it was the perfect choice for that moment. 
that I, I didn't think of at the time. And it just I just remember just going, wow, that's brilliant. I'm loving it. And that's my number one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one, actually. It almost made my list. It just, you know, didn't make the cut only because we only had five spots. Yeah, yeah. But I do I do enjoy that as well. And that's a fun, a really fun movie. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, I just love the, it just, they did it all perfectly. The choice, the way it's done. Yeah. Just great, great stuff. But go on, Mike. Absolutely. What's your number one? All right, my number one is also a comedy. It is Wayne's World. And the musician in question, of course, is Alice Cooper. Oh, excellent. Uh, uh, and one of my favorite scenes from that movie, yeah. it's, it's they go to see Alice Cooper in concert and they, they show him on stage, but then they meet him backstage and he's, you know, without his makeup and everything. And, you know, and the whole thing is that he's like this big intellectual, yeah, like steeped in history. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, it's pronounced Miliwake. The Indians were known for, you know, he goes on this whole <laughs> diatribe about like the history of the location and everything. And it was just such a great, I mean, Wayne's World is a terrific movie anyway. But again, I love this playing against type of this, you know, this, this. This, you know, rocker who was so controversial in the 70s, he's got the painted face and he sings this hard rock music. And then you get backstage and he's this like quiet, gentle kind of history geek. You know, it's just completely everything opposite of what you would expect from him. And I, I just remember watching that movie the first time and just laughing hysterically at that part. And I still think it's a very funny scene. So uh, so that's my number one, Alice Cooper from Wayne's World. An excellent choice. It almost made my list, but I'm glad it made yours. And it is a, yeah, it's a well-deserved number one. Though. Yeah. I mean, there are so many musician cameos. It's not surprising that we only had the one overlap because yeah, there's yeah. just hundreds of them out there to choose from. There was, And there's so many good ones to choose from. So this list is just a, a sampling, just our favorites, but uh, definitely some good ones, I think. Yeah. Yeah. An excellent list. All right. There you go. So that is our top five musician cameos in movies. Yeah, and if uh, you want to get in touch with us to let us know what your favorite musician cameo is, uh, you, can, you can reach us on all the social media. You can leave comments on the podcast platforms you've, uh, you're listening to this on. But there's, as we said, there's loads and loads of different musician cameos. So drop us a line and let us know your favorites. Yes, indeed. We're looking forward to hearing them. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for now. But uh, as always, we thank you greatly for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Tom Jones. <laughs> thank you, Detroit. <laughs> we'll see you next week. But after the ending. Good night, Millie Walkie. <laughs> I don't know. Anything we want to say ahead of time? Uh, can't think. Can't think, or you can't think of anything you want to say? Can't think. I think. So, musician cameos. What can we do? I was going to say, if you, if you can't think, how's that different from normal? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that wasn't even a good insult. God, that's terrible. <laughs> The hell's wrong with me? I know you are. What am I? Oh, no. <laughs> I should have my sarcastic a-hole card revoked <laughs> just for that. Weak sauce. Weak. <laughs> I was thinking like long lines of something like, uh, you'll never guess who I just saw, but then I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> Great intro idea, Phil. <laughs> he, he looked just like Paul McCartney. Let's try yeah. it. Let's do a quick yeah. run through. Hey, Phil, how's it going? Not too bad. Hey, Mike, you'll never believe who I've just seen. Who? It looked like some kind of uh, famous musician, but I'm not sure which one. <laughs> oh, wow, that's almost really exciting. It's the one with the it's the one with the hair and the face and the. Oh, uh, that one, yeah. Yeah, 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 and they uh, do the music. They do the music and the singing and the stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I'm jealous. I got to tell you. You know them. It's the man or the woman. It's the <laughs> one of them. <laughs> oh, so it's Marilyn Manson. <laughs> 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 All right, my number one is um, a different. Well, I was about to say it was is also a musician, but then <laughs> since this is <laughs> really okay, wow, yeah, my uh, my number one's actually a playwright, right, it's, uh... right exactly. <laughs>